Hello. You're going to live forever, and you have no control over it. My name is Roger Crickler. Welcome to my podcast on spiritual warfare. In this episode, I'm going to explain why you're going to live forever and why spiritual warfare is so important in determining where you live forever. Hello again. So in my opening, I said you're going to live forever, and and that's a true statement. I'm going to explain why in a minute. So there's a few things about life, your life, my life, that are just true, but yet we had no control over it. One of them, the first one, was you were born. Well, your parents wanted children, and poof, you were born. But you had no control over that. Did you also know that when you were born, something else you had no control over? And that is you were born into a war that has been going on since Adam and Eve. It's a war between Satan and God, good and evil, if you will. But even Satan was in the Garden of Eden. If you remember the story about how Satan lied to Eve about eating from the tree of knowledge, she did. And when that happened, sin came into the world. And it's been passed on to every generation since then. So what does that mean? Besides, you were born. The second truth is that you had no control over. You're born a sinner. Why? Because of the sin that was brought into the world by Eve being deceived by Satan. So now you're born a sinner. You have no control over that. Now, as a sinner... And you're going to live forever, like I mentioned. There's only two places that you're going to be able to live, heaven or hell. Now, we all have probably our own ideas of what heaven and hell might look like. But in general, hell bad, heaven good. So I think most people, reasonably thinking, would say, yeah, I want to live in heaven. And that comes by the choices you make while you're on this side of death, and I'll go into that in a minute as well. So you were born a sinner, no control over that. Here's another truth. Number three, your body is going to wear out someday. This body is not meant to live forever. We live maybe 60, 70, 80 years, some less, some longer, but the point is that this body is going to wear out and you're going to die. Now, when that happens, you have no more choices about where you're going to spend eternity. It's while you're still alive that you have decisions to make on where you're going to spend eternity, where you're going to live forever. 
So why do I say you're going to live forever? Here's the reason. When God formed humans, we were made in his image. It tells us that in Genesis, that when he formed man, he made him in his likeness, his image. And that is a spirit. So our lives, our bodies, have a spiritual component. And that is what lives forever. And again, heaven or hell. But we make choices about where we're going to live forever. And those choices are to either accept Jesus, that he's your Lord and Savior, and that from there you try to live the best life you can in following God's laws and rules and so forth. So you basically turn away from sin, you repent, which just really means to turn away. And so, again, it's the choices you make while you're on this side of death. That's really the only thing you have control over is where you're going to live. So that's what I meant in my opening statement. So you have control over where you're going to live forever. So I also want to tell you a little bit about me. Who am I? Who am I on this topic? Why should you listen to me? Um, I've been studying this for a long time. I'm not a pastor. I would consider myself a spiritual warfare researcher and consultant. I can say that because I've been researching this topic since 1984 when I found the Lord in Cairo, Egypt, of all places. Can you imagine I had recently gone through some bad times. I moved to Cairo uh, as part of my work, and I met a gentleman that led me to the Lord. It didn't happen overnight. It took a few months, but it was the best decision that I've ever made in my life was to turn my life over to Jesus in Cairo, Egypt, of all places. So God is everywhere. I can tell you that. He was there. And some of the prayer sessions I had, phenomenal. It was, it was insane. But so I'm a retired engineer, 43 years of military and defense, military defense contract work. And I've spent a lot of time in the Middle East, uh, about six years. And I've spent a lot of time studying the Bible, reading it, learning it, trying to absorb it. And teaching spiritual warfare to individuals and in classroom settings at my church and actually in that hotel room in Cairo, Egypt, way back then. So I think I know a amount about spiritual warfare, and it's my desire, and I truly believe it's my calling. I've prayed about this a lot, that I share what I know with others and teach it in a way that is application-based. I'm going to be teaching it kind of like when I went in the military. Here's your weapon. Here's how to take care of it. Here's how to use it, when to use it, which kind of weapon to use under certain battle conditions. So I want to use 
natural warfare techniques, strategies, and so forth to try to explain what's going on in the spirit world, which none of us can see, but yet it's real and the war is raging in the spirit world. And so by trying to use natural warfare analogies, it can try to help you make some sense of what's going on in the, in the invisible war. So that's my goal. That's a little bit about me. I hope you'll continue to watch my series. I have a lot to say, and uh, I sure want to share it with you. So now I want to continue on with more truths, but this is pertaining to the spirit world. Now, the spirit world, if you're not familiar with it, may sound a little far-fetched, but it is not. I truly can tell you it is not. The spirit world exists. It even says that in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, and I'll go into that in a little bit. But you have to accept the fact that there is a spirit world. It is all around us. And that is where the invisible war is taking place 24-7. And that is where Satan attacks us. The battlefield is in our mind. He plants doubt. He tries to lie to us. Anything that he can do to turn us from God. And so he does that by trying to influence our mind where the battle is. And we'll go into that in depth later on in our series. The other part is, number two, Satan and demons are real. They exist today. That's how you get attacked today, because they still exist. Just as when they existed during Jesus's time, when he cast out demons, you know, healed the sick, made the blind see, made the deaf hear. He was casting out demons, and they were real then, and they are still real today. The other good news is that the Holy Spirit is real. The Holy Spirit was sent by God when he ascended to heaven after he was crucified. He said that he must go so that he could send the helper, which is really the Holy Spirit to guide us and to teach us, but more importantly, the Holy Spirit, for Christians that believe, dwells within us. So if you ever think about, where is God? Is he 10,000 miles away? Is he out in the universe somewhere? No. The triune part of God, the Holy Spirit, lives in us. So if you ever want to see God, just look right down. He's right there. How amazing is that? That God lives within us. The Holy Spirit does. And the Holy Spirit is the power that we use to fight Satan. It's not our willpower. Our willpower is nothing. But with spirit power, that is where we can fight Satan. Remember, Jesus is the authority, and the Holy Spirit is our power. So the other part is that if you remember the disciples, 
of Jesus. They followed him everywhere. Follow him. They were fisher of men, and they followed him. So those responsibilities that Jesus gave to him, when they gave to them, when they went out two by two to heal the sick and spread the good news and so forth, Jesus also gave them the power to be able to heal the sick, make the, sight, make the blind see again, make the deaf hear again. He gave them the, that power. Now, do you know that we have, as Christians, that same responsibility? Go out and spread the news, comfort, love. We have those same responsibilities. And we also have, along with that, the same power that Jesus gave his disciples. Now, via it's the Holy Spirit lives within us. That's how it's done. We, again, can't do anything by ourselves. It's the Holy Spirit living within us. That's the power that gives us to fight Satan. With all the weapons that the Lord gave us, and we're going to go into those extensively throughout my course, that it's the Holy Spirit who, by the way, is our battle buddy. So I'm going to be introducing the Holy Spirit to all of you um, via these videos so that you can understand who he is, what he is, how he works. I'll be introducing the Holy Spirit to you. The other part, and this is the most important part, I think, is that you must believe you can win the battle against Satan. If you don't, Satan has already won. Now, I was in the military, and when we were taught or had to go to war, we never crossed our minds thinking we we're going to lose. Who would do that? Would you go into a ball game thinking you're going to lose? No. You know you're going to win. And that's what you have to know when you're battling Satan. First of all, he's already lost. When Jesus died on the cross, Satan was done. He lost all his power. Yet the Antichrist, the spirit of the Antichrist, is still on this earth in Rome's. And it's that Antichrist, the demons, the false prophets that will be coming. That's who our battle is against. It's the enemy. And again, the Holy Spirit gives us that power. So spiritual warfare requires an active participation. We cannot sit on the sideline. There is no sideline, for one. Jesus said, you're either for me or against me. So there's no neutral ground. It isn't like, well, I don't know if I believe in all this, so I'm just going to like set off to the side and not get involved. It doesn't work that way. Satan's going to attack you whether or not you engage him or not. And for believers, he's been attacking you. You probably just don't know it. You might think, oh, it's the circumstances of life. It was the cards that was dealt to me. Who knows? But most things that happen to us, circumstances, things in life, they're usually from a spiritual cause. And that cause is Satan attacking us. 
So it is imperative to know spiritual warfare, the weapons we have, what weapons do we have, how do we use them, when do we use them. That's what I'm going to be sharing with you over these next many, many, many videos, I'm sure. So just believe that you can beat Satan. Please don't forget that. Thank you. So, okay, so now as we're trying to conclude episode one, I just want to go over a couple more things. What we're going to talk about in the next episode, and hopefully you'll come back and join me. And then also what we're going to talk about longer term, some of the topics. I won't get into all the details now, obviously, but uh, at a top level, the things that we're going to be covering throughout my course. Next week, or next episode, and I'm going to try to do one a week, is talk about the invisible war. Now, I want to talk about where is this war taking place? Where is the battle going on? How did it start? We'll go into that, the reasons behind the conflicts, and then the meaning of spiritual warfare. I want to go into that, and then... Since there are two kingdoms, we'll go into that, the natural kingdom, kingdom of God, and the kingdom of Satan. So there's basically two kingdoms, and we'll go into which one do we belong to. We're going to go into uh, enlisting and joining God's army. What is required of us to be able to join God's army? I remember before I went in the Air Force, and anticipating what basic training was going to be like, I started running miles and miles and miles, anticipating that that's what I would have to do in basic training. Whatever they threw at me, I wanted to be ready for. So I tried to condition my body for that so I could hopefully survive, which I did, obviously. And so it's the same in joining God's army. We're going to go into repentance. What is the importance of it? What is the importance of conversion? And we're going to go into justification and salvation. And then spiritual warfare from a biblical worldview, which will be kind of new. Also want to talk about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, as I mentioned earlier, is our battle buddy. And I want us to really understand the Holy Spirit how he operates, how he lives within us, how we use him to our benefit, and that remember that Jesus is the authority, but the Holy Spirit living within us is our power to fight Satan. So I really want to go into an in-depth look at the Holy Spirit. In conjunction with that is prayer, effective prayer, what are the essentials of basically every prayer, and then how we pray, when we pray, what to pray for, want to go through a good study on prayer. Then obviously we're going to be talking about the enemy, Satan, his demons, his army, his forces, how they attack, what is his strategies, when does he attack, and then obviously how do we fight back, what's God's battle plan. 
What are the angels doing on our behalf? How do this? How do good forces work on our behalf? We're going to go through that. And we're also going to go through the offensive and defensive weapons. What are they? How do we use them? When do we use them? Both offensive and defensive. We're going to go through that and in depth. We'll be covering some advanced training. Example is, and this can happen easily, especially for young people and really everybody, but the idea is that you can get enamored with somebody that you think is just telling you the truth all the time and that you can go down the wrong road because you get so enamored with that person. We'll be going into what that strategy looks like from Satan. And then at the end, we're going to be going across, uh, again uh, on the final battle. And what does that look like? How does that take place? And what does the Bible have to say about that? So I do want to leave you with one thing, though. And that is, I want to remove any doubt that you can do this. Because we can do this. You can do this with me. I know you can. And let me tell you why I know it's in you. In Genesis, there's a story about the Tower of Babel. And these people had wandered around and ended ended up in a place called Shinar where they settled. Now, at this time, they all only spoke one language. They had one common speech. So they wanted to build a city there. But more importantly, they wanted to build a tower to heaven to make a name for themselves. Well, the Lord saw this, and he didn't want them to do this. So he scrambled their languages. But here's the important part of what God saw and what he said. Here's the Lord speaking. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Now, let that sink in. God knows he, when he made us, he implanted in us that if we put our mind and thought and focus and effort behind what we want, there is nothing that we can't do. And that's why I know you can learn spiritual warfare, you can battle Satan, and you can win because God has planted that in you. So please join me. And if you're getting something out of this, as they say, please don't forget to subscribe and hit the like button. See you next episode.